This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use and provides general information only and does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs. BT Investment Talk by BT Investment Solutions is a monthly podcast produced exclusively for Australian financial advisors. Our investment experts, together with some of the world's leading fund managers, will provide thought leadership on a wide range of investment topics. Investment Talk is all about looking beyond the numbers, helping advisors cut through the noise, enabling them to have meaningful investment and portfolio construction conversations with their clients. Hi, I'm Matt Harvey, Senior Investment Specialist with the BT Investments team. In this first episode, I'm joined by Joel Grosvenor, Portfolio Manager for the Core Series Portfolios. As this is our first episode, we briefly discuss the major changes that Joel has implemented across the portfolio since inception, potential changes to the portfolios in the year ahead, and take a deeper dive into a piece of research Joel recently published, highlighting a theme that I feel has widely gone unnoticed. That is the unusually large dispersion in active returns amongst Australian equity managers over 2020, and the potential implications this has on portfolio construction. But before we get into any of this, I thought I would spend a minute covering off on what we're trying to achieve with the podcast and what advisors should expect in future episodes. Each month, we will spend the first few minutes providing a brief update on the core series portfolios. The idea here is to give advisors who recommend core series to their clients two or three key talking points that they can use for their client reviews. For example, if we made a manager change, rebalance the portfolios or change the strategic asset allocation. The remainder of the podcast will be an open discussion with a special guest where we will do a deep dive into a theme that is topical. It could be about a piece of research that our own investment team has done, like in today's episode, or a subject matter expert from one of the underlying managers in our portfolios talking about the topic at hand. So with that, I'll now welcome Joel. Joel, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. It might be good just to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, your investment management experience and your role at BT. So I've been in the industry for over 14 years now, I've worked at asset consultants, investment managers, and financial planning firms. About half of that 14-year period has been managing separately managed account model portfolios, uh, which is why I joined uh, the BT team in July 2018 as a portfolio manager within the asset allocation team. So my day-to-day responsibilities are for the SMA models we run, being core series in the index diversifieds, and I also contribute to the ongoing research and development uh, across investment strategies and our capital market assumptions. Well, I'm glad we've got you on our side. I, I want to pick your brain just to start off with on the core series portfolios. Uh, we have over two years track record with those portfolios now. And I appreciate that's not a meaningful enough time to, to make any solid conclusions. But can you just give us a sense of how are they performing? And perhaps more interestingly, uh, the underlying managers behaving as you would expect from a performance perspective? Sure. So all the portfolios are above their CPI objectives since inception, net of fees. Uh, from my perspective, I guess we're seeing you know, a mixture of outcomes across managers, but it's not too um, dissimilar to what our expectations are given how we've seen uh, the factor environments play out in terms of investment styles. Um, you know, we, we know that over any five-year period, every investment strategy is going to underperform for a portion of that. Um, so we're sort of looking more on the five-year outcomes rather than solely on what's happened over the last two years. And I know you haven't made any manager changes to the portfolios over the, the time frame, but um, maybe talk us through some of the, the structural changes that you've done to the portfolios. I know there was a number of rebalances 
that took place over 2020, just given the exceptional volatility that we saw. Could you just talk us through your process for, for rebalancing the portfolios and any other changes that you potentially have done? Sure. So typically, we only have to rebalance the portfolios once per year as part of the SAA review. However, uh, the extreme volatility we saw in, uh, in markets over 2020 sort of required us to be a bit more dynamic. So we ended up rebalancing the portfolios at the end of Feb, at the end of March, once in June and once in December uh, at sort of key turning points for, uh, for equity markets and also for equity styles, I think. So those four times that you did the rebalances, was there a trigger, a specific trigger that was hit to, to make you um, do that change? Or uh, was it just at your discretion based on how you, you felt about markets at that point in time? What, what's the uh, the process? Yeah, so I guess uh, the rebalance we did in March was more an outcome of the growth defensive allocations moving too far away from our uh, SAA target. Yep. We generally manage the portfolios to be plus or minus 5% around their SAA. However, there is a little bit of discretion there when we see that the, uh, the dynamics and expected returns have shifted significantly between growth and defensive assets. Uh, so that was also an outcome which sort of led us to rebalancing in March, um, which has sort of been additive given the, the, uh, the large equity rally we saw from that point. Yeah, excellent. And, and I know you've done a lot of research or backtesting in terms of taking into consideration transaction costs and, and what is the, the appropriate ranges to have from a, a rebalancing perspective. And if advisors want more information on that, we, we certainly can um, provide that. So looking ahead, what changes are you wanting to make to the portfolios? I understand you've done a fair bit of work on the income model portfolio recently, uh, but also any sort of potential changes to the underlying manager makeup as well? Uh, yes, we're, we're reviewing our equity strategies within the core series portfolios. Uh, we want to make sure that we still have the right sort of blend of investment management styles uh, and processes. We have seen a huge divergence between the outcomes of growth versus value over 2020. And we think that that has longer term implications in terms of uh, the prospective returns for those sorts of styles. So we want to sort of change some of them to be in um, pockets of growth and value where we see the best risk for reward outcomes. Well, that's probably a good segue into the, the research that you published recently, which, as I said in the introduction, looked at the, the quite stark divergence in performance of Australian equity, the Australian equity manager universe over 2020. And just thinking out aloud, the uh, you know divergence um, may be a result of that simple factor bias between value and growth, which has been fairly well documented. But interestingly, the, the research that I read uh, that fr from the report that you published indicated that there was more to it, that it was um, equally about some of the um, dispersion that we've seen at a sector level. So can you maybe start by just explaining what was the, the point of the research? Were you were just trying to uh, find out um, out of intellectual curiosity why there was such a, a divergence in, in the manager returns or was it more portfolio construction related? Um, and then secondly, maybe uh, touch on the, um, the, the findings. Sure. So I guess what led to it was that we saw a huge amount of um, divergent outcomes from styles within our portfolios. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't necessarily all one style. It was defining whether you're an outperformer or underperformer. 
So there was something else going on that we wanted to understand uh, what was driving that. Um, when we looked at the, uh, the outcomes of the Australian Equity Manager Universe over the last year relative to say the last 20 years, the median return was about its long-term average, but the dispersion uh, of between your top and bottom performers had never been wider. Uh, so we wanted to understand what was driving that. And what we found was that uh, it wasn't necessarily just a value or growth story. It was uh, security dispersion within particular uh, sectors, which are usually quite homogenous, um, being IT, real estate, and healthcare. Uh, so real estate, for example, is typically quite homogenous. Yep. Uh, the earnings volatility is much lower than the other sectors within the ASX. Um, but over the last year, we saw huge amounts of uh, different outcomes, depending on whether you had, say, a retail mall or an industrial property exposure. So you're talking about like a Goodman Group versus, say, a Senna Group. Yeah, exactly. So Goodman Group being one of the largest um, securities within the real estate sector, significantly outperformed the next largest being Centre Group. So as an active manager, if you're taking um, sector bets or security bets, uh, you might have got the sector bet right. But yeah. if you happen to pick the second largest security rather than the largest, your outperformance would have been significantly less. Interesting. And and so taking that back to an advisor level, uh, trying to understand the performance of the managers that they have selected for their clients, what, what would you say would be a key takeaway? Is this, are you suggesting that don't be too harsh on the Aussie equity managers over 2020 because it was quite a, a unique year? Or is it more about the portfolio construction side of things? Um, be wary of just using a single manager approach, perhaps. Is, is that what you're trying to... Well, I think if you're going to do a single manager approach, you need to be aware aware of how uh, different factor environments might uh, have an overwhelming out, uh, influence on the outcome. Yep. Um, so when you're assessing performance, you need to keep that in, in mind, that in context. Uh, so over 2020, uh, when you're looking at outcomes of managers, I think just be very cautious when assessing the performance of your managers or even your own stock selection calls. Uh, and just be you know, wary of not trying to chase short-term outperformers or cutting uh, underperformers when the, uh, the factor environment, environment might actually be changing. Um, yeah. Sounds like sound advice to me. Uh, thanks, Joel, for your time. And, and thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Uh, we always want to improve the service offering to advisors. So if you have any feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, also, if you'd like more information on the core series portfolios, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash core series. And there you will also find our information on products and our contact details. 